Hello, this is John Henry Weston. Welcome to the John Henry Weston Show. And this week, I'm very pleased to bring you a guest you all know very well. His name is Michael Matt. We're going to talk about the Acces Ordinate here in Munich, Germany. Stay tuned. upset, a little sad because they, uh, they thought there should be, you know, more people here, but that's really not the idea of a large number. And I think with the one, I know you help out a lot with the organization, so correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but I think what the idea is we're not looking for, unless we could bring 10,000 people to Munich to really put on a display, it's more important to have representation from 10,000 people around the world or more. Yeah. And so they bring in, it's more of an invitation only kind of thing and mostly lay people. And they bring them all here to represent their various constituencies. And the idea is to not make a lot of noise, not to point at ourselves and bang drums and, you know, fly our flags and whatnot, but just to remind all the passers-by of the importance of prayer and resistance to silence. And this really is, is very uh, countercultural, counter-revolutionary, because people nowadays in the age of uh, social media and everything else, this is a very strange spectacle to see all these you know, men, women um, standing and not trying to make a spectacle, but just the spectacle of prayer itself. People who still believe in the modern world create something of a spectacle, alas, with most of people, most modern people. So they stop and they ask questions. And then we're able to, you know, answer those questions and say these people uh, believe there's something very wrong in the church and they're trying to draw attention to two things, the need to pray for what's happening in the church because the church affects all mankind. It doesn't just affect Catholics, as we see with the world going insane right now in every way. And also to, re to remind people we need to resist. You know, this is, this, no resistance can do anything as, as Pope Pius X said that doesn't start with prayer. Yeah. Uh, but on the, by the same token, you can't just say we're going to let God take care of it. Right. You pray, you educate yourself, and then you go to war. And that's what the Acces Ordinata has, has done, I think, so beautifully. Okay, so Michael, in Germany, all citizens pay a church tax. That is, if they're Catholic, they pay the taxes that they have to pay. But Professor Roberto Di Matte, among others, is calling on Germans, German Catholics, not actually to pay the tax. So what are the implications of this? Yeah, well, I think it's time because it, it, there's a certain risk involved. If you decide you're not going to play this, pay this tax anymore, uh, you run the risk of an excommunication. You run the risk of dying without the sacraments. I mean, it's a really ruthless system. And so there was a very clear clarion call at the press conference for people to say, we may have to suffer. People in Germany may have a different uh, style or a different way of, of, of suffering. For example, if they stop paying this ridiculous tax, uh, they, they may, as far as the world, as far as the church is concerned, look like excommunicated Catholics all of a sudden. So, But it's really so important that that happens, that they take that risk and that they stand and, and not go along with the system because the synodal way as they call it here in you know, the German Bishops' Conference, this is not a German problem. This is, they, they fight, the German bishops financially back the Amazon Synod, and what they're talking about is the implementation of the errors and the heresies of the Amazon Synod. And so things like women priests, the abolition of, of, of celibacy, 
gay unions, all of these things are now sort of being disseminated throughout the church if the German bishops' conference gets its way. And so the press conference was, I think, very, very important. Many Germans were there. I was so glad that you gave your presentation, your intervention in German. So we had a real sort of multinational, several languages up there. Uh, and the Germans, the Catholics that were here, I'm, I'm a German-American Catholic, so I really, I was so happy to see their response to this, to this press conference where they're saying, yes, we want to get, we want to get involved. They were so happy that the Axios Ordinata came here because then they had some pointers and then there was some networking on how they can start something similar here in Germany to try to do the same thing to prevent what's happening to their, to the church that they love here in Germany. So we're all often accused of being divisive. So, Michael, why do you do what you do? Men and the women, the faithful Catholics of the time, in cooperation with God's grace, understood that as a soldier of Jesus Christ, as a member of the church militant, I mean, Mother Church gives us that category of church militant for a reason, because we must be not only militant to save our souls, but militant to save the souls of those around us, to save the souls of the world, if you will. And so Francis, Pope Francis is not some anomaly. There's been a, as you know, a revolution that's been going on against the church for a very, very long time. The church is so strong but really it took hundreds of years to get the church to this point. And so it, it's up to all of us to understand what's happening and that if right, right now with the, with the Curia, the changes in the Curia that are, that are coming out in 2020, we're going to see a new face of the Curia, the Roman Curia, within the next year. And it's going to be radically changed in the image and likeness of what Francis wants to have in the church. This is not the time, therefore, to sit back and relax. We have to make, them, make the church leadership, the human element of the church, understand there are, there are going to be consequences. There's going to be a price to, to pay. Late Catholics are not going to be silent in the face of this. And it's not just that we want to. We don't want to be causing, causing trouble, of course. But we have an obligation. As a baptized and confirmed Catholic, you have an obligation to stand, not for your opinion, but for the tradition of Holy Mother Church, which has been handed down to us. We have an obligation to practice the faith and to make sure it's, it's still alive enough to hand down to the future generations. It goes through us. The faith survives through us, through every generation. Yeah. And we have an obligation to make sure it, it survives in its integrity. As a father, what does this fight mean to you? I'm a father, too, of eight children, and I know you have seven kids. So tell me as a father, what does this fight mean? Well, I, I can even just check in my own memory, you know, from when I was young, the availability of confession, for example. I mean, even when I was young, growing up in the 70s, priests all the time, up during the week, Saturday, multiple confessions. That's changing, you know, we're getting fewer and fewer priests. Not only because there are more modern-minded priests that don't want to have confession, but make it that available, but the number of priests is decreasing. So that's a terrifying thought, and we really have to look at it from, as fathers, like, what happens if 25, 30 years from now, our children either don't have a place to go to confession or they have to drive 50 miles. I mean, it's happened before. It's happened in France. It's happened in Mexico where revolutions came and, these, and the access to the sacraments was denied. I've got a 23-year-old son who just had a very serious accident back home. And, uh, you know, he had the accident. He had to go to the hospital. And in the middle of the night, a friend of mine, he wasn't, he wasn't where, I, where, where he grew up. He was at school. A friend of mine called a priest of the Institute of Christ the King. This priest doesn't know my son, but he got up in the middle of the night, went to the hospital, and has pretty much been with him off and on ever since. Because it comes in the passage, he clears away the tray where my son's you know, foods and medications were in order to set up the Eucharist in the middle of the night. His confession promises to come in. This is the old Catholic. This is Holy Mother Church in the lives of all of us. And my, it's made such a difference to my son who's going through an ordeal right now. 
to have the church come to him like this, in manly fashion, with young priests, dressed as priests, willing to sacrifice everything in order to administer to us and to our children. We have to preserve that because it's not about having a good jolly time and sing at mass or whatever. It's, it's about that. It's about, the, it's about the sacramental grace of the church being available to, made available to us by priests who are willing to sacrifice. Not only sacrifice getting up in the middle of the night, but as we're, we're here with the Ajus Vodinata, to sacrifice celibacy, I mean, to be celibate men, to show other young people, to show all of our families, all of our children, that they're willing to die for this and they're willing to sacrifice for this and give the gift of, of their own celibacy to, to God, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what's at stake here. They're trying to get rid of that, of that idea and politicize and put ideology into it. Let's get women priests. Let's get married priests. Let's just mess with the whole thing. And what we risk as fathers is having our future generations not have access to the, not only the beauty of Mother Church, but the grace of the sacraments. Literally, that's what's at stake here. And we have to make sure that we fight against what's happening, encourage vocations, and make people understand the importance of the old established traditions of the church. Because these are, these are 2,000 years old. The, the priesthood developed over 2,000 years to where it is now. And yet a conference like the German Catholic bishops, they think they've got a better idea, that they're going to change this, they're going to abolish and bring women in. It's not going to work. These are the areas that were already compensated for a long time ago with the celibacy and so forth of the priesthood. So I think it's really, really important that, especially as fathers with children, that we understand our role to stand and resist what they're doing because they're politicizing the church and, they, and, and they're taking chances, not only with their own souls, but with the souls of our children who may not have access to the sacraments in the years to come. Michael, you came to this event just days after your own son was involved in a very serious accident. That must have been very difficult. Can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, it's a really major accident. And, and uh, beautifully enough, and I'm, I wouldn't call this a brag, I would call this, this is what the church, when you live the faith authentically, uh, this is what it instills in you, even in young people. My son's no saint, but I, of course said I'm not going to go. He's in the hospital right now. And I said, I can't go to Germany, I can't do this. He was supposed to come with me on this trip to do some video work. And he said, he said, he said, Dad, this is war. We're at war for the faith, and I need to, I need to do what this, this has happened to me. I, I, you know, it's, it's my issue. I'll take care of this, but you need to go and do that because this is good because souls are at stake, and you need to make sure that you know you don't abandon this this particular battle. That's a very important battle. Twenty-two year old kid, you know, and he's he's been a. Um, they studied the Vendée, he's gone to the Vendée in France, and they've seen that militancy of, of, of our forefathers in the past in France and other countries. And uh, young people, it resonates with them. They're ready to die for it. But what we have to do is give them something, tell them the true stories, give them something to die for. And as far as I'm concerned, the German bishops are doing, they're trying to take it all away and make it into political nonsense that young people are so totally disinterested in. You have images of German bishops running around churches with balloons. You know, like this is going to be somehow meaningful to young people that they're so woke to doing goofy things in church, especially the German bishops. Well, young people are hemorrhaging out of the church. They want no part of this. But you tell them the old stories. You raise them the traditional faith, traditional Latin mass. You tell them what, what their forefathers did in defense of the faith. Young people are waiting for this. They want their orders. They want to be told, live the faith. Here's what it is. And here's the beauty of the faith. The honor, the honor of standing in defense of the faith under attack. That forms a crusade mentality, and these kids are ready to die for it, as long as they know that their fathers are ready to die for it, and that their priests are ready to die for it, and that it really is just that important. Yeah, and what, what, a, what a kind of a, if you will, a sacrificing kind of a mortifying death sacrifice 
that your son gives and telling you to go while he's had a serious accident, you have to go, Dad, anyway. Yeah. I don't get to go with you. That's okay on me, but you go anyway. Yeah. So he then misses your presence there. He, he's already sacrificing having not to go and having a serious accident. An amazing thing. Let's pray that many, many, many young Catholic youth are like your son. Yeah, well, thanks. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Michael, thank you again for being with us on the John Henry Wrestling Show. Yeah, God bless you. God bless you. You have a great world. Thank you, my friend. Thanks. And we'll see you next time.